Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka, and I'm excited today because today I've got Dennis Riley, and we're going to be talking about taking control of your business. Dennis, welcome. Thanks for having me, Damon. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. So, Dennis, let's like we like to do on the Faces of Business. Let's learn a bit more about you. Tell tell me about where you started, what really got you into business and, and you know, helping people. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, Dennis Riley, Goals to Results. I'm a business strategist, but that's not where I started. In 1994, I decided to do my first business in software development. And this was yeah. before the internet, well before. <laughs> in fact, then six years after that, guess what? New Year's Eve, I was working because of a Y2K. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the world was going to end because that two digits, you know. And uh, yeah, so I've been, uh, for 20 years, I did that. And then halfway through that, I decided that when I was talking to a lot of my clients, a lot of the business owners, I started asking, what are they going to do with strategy? What are you going to do this? How are you going to make systems and all that stuff? And they were, you know, they were listening and, and all that stuff. And I just started to do another business. So I had two businesses going. One was consulting, which was business strategist, and one was software development. I, I let the software development go its course. It went 20 plus years, you know, and now we're in uh, year 11 of the uh, consulting part of things. So life is, you know, it's, it's hectic. It's fun. I love it. Good, good. So when you're, you've been consulting now, you said it's been a dozen years almost, it looks like. So what did you learn in the software business that you think you brought into the, the consulting business that really has helped you a lot? Oh, definitely two things. One was I learned that creating a software product is like running a business. Because what you do is when you create a software product, the first thing you have to do is reverse engineer it. What is, what is the outcome? And it's just like a business, you know, what are your goals for the year, where you want to go and all that stuff. And then you reverse engineer all the way back and you start. And also what I learned is it really is about the data. You better know what's going on with your data, because if you don't, you're just flying by the seat of your pants and you know how long that lasts. Yeah. So yeah. That's definitely the first thing. The second thing was when I first started my business, I did everything myself. And it was like, you know, the thousand hats on. And even when I hired, we, I hired uh, people and I still had to be a part of every single decision, every single meeting. Guess how that worked out? You know, stressful city and, you know, me like not doing very well. It's like, you know, my business started to plateau. And then I realized I can't do it all myself. And I had the the people who I hired, I gave them responsibility. I gave them direction. I implemented systems into my business. And guess what? Things just took off. 
And I said, that's what I'm going to tell people. And that's what it is. Those two things, you know, run it like a data, you know, run it like a bit, run your business, like a software development project, make sure you have your data and have systems, please have systems. That's funny because I spent a couple hours today with clients working on data and systems. It's, it's, uh, it is definitely, and especially as your organizations get bigger. I mean, the, oh, absolutely. the, the data and system requirements get more complex and more important. And there's also so much, think about how much data the average small business owner has at his disposal. It's, yeah. it, it really is overwhelming. And so how many user IDs and passwords do I have to log in to see different parts of the data? It's like if everyone goes, screw this. I don't know what I'm doing. I could do, I do, I don't know what to do. And I come in and I say, look, first we got we got to take all that data. We got to see which one is more important to you, which one, which KPIs are the ones that are running your business. And we're going to put those in front of you all the time. And then just like a dashboard in a car, when things go wrong, you open up the hood and you figure out. So you look at that dashboard. If you see a little moving here and there, you figure out what's going on. And I get people to that point. I'm just I'm just sitting back. I'm 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 hearing that the skies are opening and the angels are singing. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, because that's I mean people people ask me ask me and I'm 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 having a conversation with another BI data guy on Thursday and you know they just want to puke tons of data at you. I said no. Nobody's looking at 17 spreadsheets every day. It better be in about as big as I can cover with this. Now I'm talking the little piece, the little hole in my finger and thumb, or people aren't reading it. And, and it's got to be that fast. And it's, it's because, like you said, if there's a problem, we can always drill down. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that when I talk about people, when I talk about their data, first thing people want to go, oh, I know my profit and loss. I know my financial stuff. Yeah. Like if you're looking only at your financial, that is the last domino to fall. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you're already behind the eight ball. You better know the first or second domino that fell, how to switch that so that it doesn't get to the profit and loss. Exactly. Those first dominoes, you know, it's like, it's, it's could be as simple as, how many customers called us this week? Mm -hmm. yeah. Were you prospecting? What does your pipeline look like? Yeah. Yeah. It all goes down to that. It's like, and people don't understand that. And I don't understand why they don't understand it. It's like, you know what? And it, it's, I, I roll my sleeves and say, you don't know it. Let me see it. I'll get your data. I'll do all this stuff. And then we'll talk because then I'll ask them questions. And the picture they paint about their business is a different than what the data paints about their business. Hmm. And it's amazing that, you know, the two should go together. And I always say to people, you know, your data is the DNA of your business. Just like everyone has DNA on their fingerprint. It's just a data. That's what business does. If you don't know your data, you don't know your business. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. That is correct. That is correct. So. Wow, you hit on a bunch of stuff there already. We're seven minutes into this thing, and it seems like an hour because you've hit so many things already. I gotta, I gotta write some more here. So let let's go back. Let's ask them. Let's ask some fun questions here to get us rolling too. Do it. We always want to talk about. So, 
What is the biggest business challenge you have ever faced? Oh, you know what? The biggest, I had a client that, again, it was in my uh, software development days that they had to move their business from one platform to another without missing beat. And we're talking tens of thousands of data had to get moved. And they, and it was and they, they couldn't, if you missed one data, it would have been a failure. And doing that, that was, that really took a lot of people really rowing the boat together, making sure that the systems were in place of how we were going to do it, when we were going to do the switch over, making sure that, that the old data was, making sure the staging data was in sync with the live data. So when we switched it over, nothing missed a beat. Yeah. That was probably the biggest challenge from a client standpoint by far. Uh, yeah. And we did it. We did it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and no data got lost and nothing. So that was a very, very rewarding on my part from a business challenge. From a business standpoint, my biggest challenge was me realizing that I didn't have to part, be a part of every single decision. And and I always just say, no, 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 come on. I'm the buck stops here. I'm the business owner. I have to make sure that I'm a part of every decision and nothing gets by me, blah, blah, blah. That is the furthest from the truth. You know, you should have quality people, quality systems in place that will tell you what you need to know. And then you can make the decision is it a good or go? You don't have to be part of every single decision, you don't have to be a part of every single meeting. And I was for the longest time. And then I realized my business was plateauing for one reason and one reason only, me. Yeah. I was the clog. And once I stepped out of the way, things started to take off. Yeah, and I, I was see that so clog. many times with business owners. When they're growing, when they're gro I, I love a growing business. I love that first couple stages of growth because... I see myself in them like there's no tomorrow because I'm like, dude, you got to step aside. You know, we got to put business, we got to put systems in place that allows you to see all that data. And just like you said, just a little, little things that moves up and down and you go after it. That's when you jump into it. Don't jump in. And if you see things are going fine, jump in when you see a little issue. Yeah. You know, and and I love, I love the thing that people say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just running around my head cut off. I'm in firefighter mode. I'm putting all, all these fires. And I love saying to people, do you know a fire person, fireman does not put out fires every single day? Think about it. When they go to work, they're in the, they're in the uh, firehouse waiting for a fire alarm. And then they put out the fire. Then they, what they do after is they go back to the fire station and wait for the next one. It's not one after another. So when yeah. someone says I'm in firefighter mode, no, you're not. You're you're way past that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because they might they don't fight 17 fires in one exactly. day. Exactly. Maybe two, maybe three. Maybe exactly. Moment. Maybe yeah. You have to split up because two are going on at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I love it, though. You're talking about waiting for the financial data is is just way too late. I always thought talked about that and i learned it the hard way honestly honestly in in running investor owned companies years and years ago uh you get surprised by financial stuff and the only way to honest honestly to stay employed is is to not let that happen too many months in a row otherwise you won't be i mean it's there's not the tolerance for it right. so uh 
out of necessity, we would develop ways to almost do, uh, you know, operational measures on a weekly basis. Sometimes even if the, if we were in a turnaround situation, we would almost do full financial closes every week just to be able to understand where are we at because it is so key to understand and be able to adjust if you need to. And look, you know it too. No one knows when they jump into business, there is no manual how to run a business. There no. is no. And no. If, 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 if they do have one, guess what? It's obsolete by the time you open up page one. Yeah. You know, yeah. so the thing is, it is trial by error and you do make mistakes and you, you learn from those mistakes. My goodness, you're right. Think about it, all the different times, all the ups and downs. I was in, when I was in the, uh, the toughest part for me when I was in the software development industry was when things went global and a lot of my competition said, I'm laying off all my developers and I'm going to hire them overseas for five, $10 an hour. I said, no, I'm not doing that. So my profit margin went from here to here right away because that's one business thing that I said I wasn't going to do. I'm glad I did it that way. Yeah. But you know, you had to adapt and say, okay, I'm not going to do it this way. Let me do it another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example too. And, and I think it's things, honestly, I do a bit of work in manufacturing and you look at that, how that's changed in the last three years with COVID and the supply yeah. chain problems. Uh, we have a, a, a great reawakening in that industry. That's that I, I think is going to continue on for some time because of the fact that the supply chain, we can't live with those kind of supply chain problems forever. Yeah. So uh, at least it'll go on for as long as you know, I'm around to worry about it. There you go. <laughs> so as you're as you're out there today and you're helping people in, in business what are some of the the biggest challenges you're seeing people look at now today with with data let's start with data the sheer overwhelm of it so yeah. by far by far that's not there's not even a close number two in my book because what happens is people even if they have that little dashboard in front of them or something the sheer, the sheer depth of data out there. It's amazing how much data is out there. Not for your, not just for your company, for your industry, for your competitors. Hell, if I want to go online and see what my competitors' keywords are, I can. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's so much data at your disposal that the business owner is now saying, "Okay, yeah, fine, I understand my data, but what stuff am I looking at?" And guess what? That could change month to month. Mm -hmm. And so the sheer moving back, I mean, I love, I, I love uh, the analogy that of Lego pieces, you know, your data right now, if you don't have control of it is just take the box and dip it upside down. That's your piece. If you start making, making a different, you know, a house or whatever, that's the pattern you see in your data. That's your goal. Your goal is to find patterns. If you can have a, if you can make a picture of that data, you are in control of your business. Wow. Wow. So I'm thinking about that here. If you could make a picture of your data. So give me an example of, of doing that. Perfect. Okay. I, I will give you, okay, here's one example. I had a, I had a client a couple of years ago and uh, this client was just starting out in business and they've been in business a couple of years, you know, and they were plateauing. They didn't understand how to get to the next level. And I said, I said, look, do me a favor. I want to know what you're working on every, every day. So do me a favor. Just for one week, I want you to 
tell me, you write down everything you do, and I, you're going to give that to me. And so they they gave it to me and looked through it and went, okay, so what's this? Oh, this client, this client. They were they were working with different clients throughout pretty much most of their week. And I said, okay, good. And I started to bucket. I said, look, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all these clients that you have. And they were getting reports saying how the, each client was, you know, the, the commission they were getting from each client. They had those reports. I said, I'm going to take that report. I'm going to bucket even more. I want you to tell me which clients are the most pain in the butt clients that are on you 24-7. I want to know which clients on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, how you can help them out the most. And then we saw their commissions. I put them all together. The people with the lowest commissions were the people that were always in that person's back pocket. So yeah. finally, what happens, I had all this data. We made some other data. I put it together and I started to see a pattern. And then I said, look, is there like a 1-800 number or an FAQ place you can send these people to? And they're like, oh my God, yeah. This is a 1-800 number at all the time, but I usually interfere and do it. I said, no, you take these people, you put it to a 1-800 number and that's it. They did that for two weeks. This person came back and says, I have 20 free hours a week now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What we did is we found the pattern. And yeah. once we found the pattern that did not work with the business, we had a system in place to shift the pattern so that now it was well on its way in a different picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome because, yeah, the data I said this to somebody else and I didn't even realize they were like, Whoa, wow. I said, the data will set you free. Yep. The data will set you free. Oh, the pattern will set you free. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So the, as you're doing this now and you're helping these people understand business, they understand what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I, that's the, there's a one thing I universally, any business you walk into, I think they're generally pretty good at what they're doing. If they've been in business for a while, and always, everybody can get a little better here and there, but, but as you're teaching these, these business owners and these people in these businesses about business and they're starting to develop the patterns and understand the patterns in their data and their business more because of that. What are some of the things that they're telling you? You said extra time, but what are some of the things they're saying? I never, I really hadn't thought about or, or just the kind of awakenings that you, you see in them. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of them. One that I love is that I love this line that says systems run businesses, people run systems. Okay. So when we put the systems in place, people would say, oh, wait, now this person isn't going to do what they say, what, you know, now they're, 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 you know, wait, wait, we're going to take someone's business away, someone who's doing those tasks away because we're automating or something like that. What we realize is, is when you systemize someone's task load, they now have more time to be creative and use their zone of genius to get better at their job or what they're trying to get across. So now what happens is, and what we I, I've heard this a lot, is that the workflow is going better. More ideas are coming 
because now people are not spending so many hours on the things because now there's systems and they're reading the system, seeing the data and going, oh, we need to do this. And it's not just the owner doing that. Now it's other people going, hey, did you know we can do this differently? Because I saw this as a result. And wow. now all of a sudden, people are now doing a lot more for a lot less time. And you get a lot more out of everyone. And everyone seems to be rowing the same way the, the boat and it's going farther. Wow. Wow. I just, in what you said earlier here, I just want to repeat it again. Systems run businesses and people run systems. I think that's so, it, that, and then the second thing you said about it, it allow systems allow people to operate in their creative genius. Yep. And it works every single time. And what you said earlier about that, you know, no one gets into business because they want to run a business. They have something of value that they want to offer the world. I tell all the business owners, you stay in that value. Be that. And what happens is so many business owners can't do what they, they want to or they are more beneficial in their business because they're doing all this other stuff that's piled up on their plate. And because they don't have systems or they don't see their data in place to realize I can push this over here, move it around here. I now have more time to do what I was made to do. It's not just the business owner, it's all the other people in the company. Yeah, yeah. By having those systems to to efficiently do what they need to do, it allows them to, to like you said, operate in their creative genius. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting because I was in a business last week and they were talking about burnout. And I could tell after doing some interviews around the around the business, my thought is that the burnout is because there are no systems, yeah, or very few systems, yeah. and everybody's doing the way they think they should on on these things. And it's not a, not. I mean, there's fifty plus people in this business, and systems bring order, and order brings uh, uh brings efficiency. And when people understand what they need to do, because I I've always believed that burnout beyond, you know, just putting too many hours in, right? If burnout, if you're working a normal day and, and you got burnout, it's something, it's, it's something taxing your mind or your people's minds working and a systems will reduce that a significant amount because everybody has a better idea of what they should be doing. What's the worst thing about burnout? And what's usually one thing is confusion. Yeah. So they're not sure. Wait a minute, because I love the analogy of of uh, those crew racing, those crew races. Oh There's yeah. Like six or seven people in a boat, and they all have to row the same time because then it starts to move forward. If you have six people rowing one way, another way, and all that, they were just going to go around in circles, and they're going to get so burnt out and so tired because they put more energy into only going this fast. Whereas if you are all, if a business is running in sync and every player knows their responsibility and what they need to do to do their job, burnout is not going to happen as much. 
Yeah. Communication is huge and also responsibilities. And so if the people, it's usually what happens is the people who are in charge, they don't know either what they're, they're what the, the uh, tasks they're giving out, they don't know the results. Remember when 2020 happened and like the big thing was some of the people were saying to me, some of the business owners was, everyone's working from home now. How am I going to, what am I going to do? I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, you give them tasks and you look at their results. You don't care how many hours those people are working. Yeah. You know, this is a task that should have this result. You see the result. If you don't see the result, you talk to that person and say, okay, why aren't you doing the result? You don't need to go into someone's cube or someone's office and say, hi, you working on that? And the, it, there was the mentality of, no, everyone has to be in the same place because now if anyone has a question, then come right down the office and see me. It's like, no, set up a system that everyone knows what they're doing and everyone has different tasks. And here are the results that you're doing. And it doesn't matter if you're side by side, in the same state, in the same country, in the same world. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's true. Where I've seen systems set up well and good measures on your data, you can have the teams will blossom because all of a sudden you're could be a warehouse team it could be your marketing team could be your sales team they know if they're doing well or not they take care of a lot of the problems before you even see them because you might only talk to them we might only have a meeting once a week to review our kpis but you can bet that they're looking at them if they can every day to make sure they don't come into the meeting and and not be where they want to be if they know what they're doing they know the effects of each kpi which one is domino effect on every single one yeah. And so the thing is, is that, like I said, communication, everyone working the same way, that's how you get things going. And the interesting thing is, that's the first step, setting up the systems, knowing the results. But guess what? You have to constantly look at that data because if you just say, oh, my system's done, I don't have to work, and you go to another plateau, you need new systems to get to the next level. Yep. Yep. So yep. you can't go, oh, I'm done with my system. I'm good for 20 years. No, yeah. Yeah. whenever you now, if you do more impact and you go to another level and you grow another level, the system that got you to this level will not get you to the next level. Let's just stop and think about that a minute. Kurt Anderson, I live stream with him a couple times a week. He, he always likes to say this. He says, let's just savor that for a moment. Let's let that sink in. The system that got you there won't be the system that will get you where you want to go. Nope. This is something that kills companies. Yep. It kills them. Kills them. Because they think they have a system in place and they don't have to worry about it because it's on autopilot. No system's on autopilot. Okay. That's why you need the KPIs to look at things because guess what? You've seen it. You, you Think about it. Imagine being 2019 going into 2020 on March. And then all of a sudden, boom, I have a system. I don't know why things are going wrong here. My system's in place and it's worked great for two years. I'm fine. I don't know what the problem is. The problem is everything changed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you have to shift and adapt based on the data and also based on the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't, you're screwed. 
Yeah. Again, and you came up with another one. You didn't even know it. You went right by it. No system is on autopilot. None. Yeah, that's for sure. Because it's one of those things, man, that that, that system is going to run into limitations that are going to cause you to have to do changes. You're going to have to change it, whatever. But yeah, it's, ah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, and you, and you mentioned crew racing too. As you said, crew racing, I'm like, man, I am getting a video of that. I am using that with clients. I think that's going to be awesome just because it is such a good example. Perfect example. Yeah, because it's just one of those things that's like, if if someone's out of sequence, or the 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 isn't it the coxswain, the guy that's calling the gal or gal is calling, if they're not doing it right, everybody's like, you're losing. Yeah, and think about the guy who's calling and saying, you know, shift to the right. And all of a sudden you're supposed to go this way. And but the guy calling you listen to and you're out of the race. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, so there's so many tangible things that could go wrong. But if you're not it, the communication, it's huge communication yeah. and expectation. And then you need a system to do it all. Yeah. And the people to run the system. So and you're, this is this is great. I love talking systems. Love talking systems. So in your experience, are the best systems expensive? No. <laughs> awesome answer. And we did and no, we didn't we didn't talk about that beforehand. The smaller, no, the smaller the business, the more systems they they people think, oh, when I get when I grow to this point, I'm going to implement systems. And it's like, no, 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 no. Day one, you're implementing systems. Because guess what? As you grow, things are going to happen and you have to adapt the systems. And the thing is, sometimes, like I, I could tell you one thing. I, I go into some people and they literally have no system. And I say, okay, we're going to start. And they're like, I can't afford a system. I said, really? You can't afford Google Sheets, which is free. Okay. That's where you start. Yeah. Okay. So you can make something in Google Sheets for free that you start doing it. And guess what? If you have, you know, some people go, oh, a CRM. I got to do a CRM. I'm not spending all this money. Really? HubSpot has a free version, which is just as good as all the other stuff. And you get to track your stuff. So it's, it's, it's the implementation of a system. And then as you grow, yeah, you're, you're going to outgrow a Google Sheet. You're going to outgrow the free version of HubSpot. You're going to outgrow something else. Mm -hmm. And then you spend the money. But the people who say, oh, or someone who, or even a bigger company that says, oh, this system cost me $10,000. I'm going to do this. It's like, oh, yeah? Guess what? Is it, is it a cookie car thing? Because guess what? That cookie car thing. When you put a square peg into a round hole, what do you do with the leftovers? Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I like I like that. And I, I, I had an idea you would answer that way because, it, you know, people, honestly, people come in and they 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 do. They say, well, we can't afford a system like that. But it, it, it the simpler the solution, I always have had uh, and seen clients implement some scrappy things very simple to help them visualize their data see it however they want 
track it easily, whatever it is, and and um, perform better than a gazillion dollar, whatever you want to put together. Yeah, because I would come in, like I said, I love helping people, and I, I I get their data, I research it, I get the KPIs, I make a dashboard from all the other sources of data that they have, and I get to pull in all this stuff, and they have a dashboard. And there's some ones that they don't have data for it. So guess what? I grab a Google Sheet, and we figure out what data this person has to manually put in, and then the results of the accumulating of that will go on this big dashboard. And and then as things go, okay, yes, you're right. There's some human error in there. Let's get a, a, a software package that's not human error. Okay. But it, I don't stop and say, oh, well, I can't do this because there's no software and you have to pay X. I seriously will go into Google Sheets. I'll ask these questions. I'll, put I'll even show them in Zoom. Okay, I'm making the Google Sheet now. Column one is this. Column two is this. And then I take that data, I port it into my, uh, export it on a daily basis, automatically overnight into my dashboard, and they see it first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grinning because a, a few years ago, we had someone that wanted them to, wanted us to help them. And, and they needed dashboards. And I said, all right, great. This is the kind of company you are. I've looked at your financials. I've looked at your operational stuff you've got. Here's the, you know, my Excel version of the dashboard we should start with. Oh, we can't do that. We we have to we have to get that. It's got to come automatically out of our systems. We can't manually put that in. That's you know that's I forget. It was probably a dozen fields, right? We have to run reports and 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 fill this out. I said, yeah, that's what you got to do. Oh, we can't do that. We gotta we gotta get it programmed so it's all automatic. We can't do that. Three months later, they still couldn't figure out how to do it. And 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 finally, I just said, you know, I think when you're ready to do it, let us know because what you just said is so key is to figure out a way that you can look at that data day after tomorrow rather than wait for some solution to look at it three months from now. Even if I only get half the data tomorrow, I will make enough improvement because of what I know that you're going to be farther ahead for someone that waited to get some mythical perfect solution in three months. And remember what I said about the Legos. They're all scattered there. I need to peel the picture. I don't have time to just look at all these these all scattered pieces on the ground because that's what data is, scattered pieces on the ground. Yeah, People have no true. clue how to read it because they don't know what to looking for. So you yeah. make the picture, you make the pattern, and that's they see that result. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the bulb light bulb goes off and says, oh, that's my issue. Yes. How many times do you have clients that when you're visualizing, I'm just coming up with that. This is great. How many times do you come up with, uh, you're helping clients, you're, you're building this picture with the data and they go, Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't know that that was, that was our, that, that is the thing that we got to fix hands down. And then their company just does this like 90 degree pivot into, into great. Yeah. And it's so, and that's why as people go, oh, come on, it's all about data. No, so I have all this stuff. It's like, look, I, I would put money on it. You do not know. And I, what I'll do is I'll ask these random KPI questions. And I said, do you know this, 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 this? 
if they don't know the answer like that, I say, you have a data problem. And then they're like, no, sir. I'm like, I just asked you random ones that you couldn't give me answers to. If you knew, if you knew that your company, like the back of your hand and you knew the day, like the back of your hand, you'd be answering those questions like this. And since you don't know that you do have a data problem and guess what? That data problem, when I show you that picture will not be the picture that you think is going on in your head about your business right now. Yeah. And it's always, and that's why I say to people, look, I don't promise the moon to people. You know, I can't promise results, but I can tell you, you're going to get results once you know the day. Cause like you said, once you know that pattern, you're going to go, oh my God, I didn't know we were leaking right there. And they fix that leak way at the beginning. And all of a sudden their revenue will go like this because they fixed that leak way at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Just as thinking about that again. That's good. That's really good. And getting back to what you said about burnout, if you fix some of these data problems and all you solve is burnout, that's a much more better than solving revenue because now everyone's on board and now they're like, okay, I'm now thinking with a clearer head because I'm not burnt out. I always think about the, you know, the uh, gas tank on empty. If your gas tank is on empty, you're burnt out. So what mm -hmm. we got to do is fix the issue so that you go at least to half full and let's get you to full. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. So as you're in, in, in businesses and you're doing this and you see people moving on and they're moving into these uh, systems, do you run into times where where there are systems that you know people literally don't can't find the system that they need and they they end up building their own? Oh yes. In fact, it, like there is sometimes that you do have to build your own depending on your business. I don't like when people go, "Oh, no matter what business you're in, I'll have a system for you right off the shelf." It's almost like, you know, me being a tailor Oh, wait, you're a size 42? Okay, here you go. Sometimes there is no 42. It's 42 and a half. You're not going to take go like this and, and do that. What you're going to do is say, look, we can get you 90% there, but that other 10%, we can do it one way that a system doesn't work for you, but maybe we can build our own system of that 10%, or maybe we find something that's custom made for you the whole 100. And either yeah. way works. It doesn't yeah. matter how you get to 100. So if yeah. you find a, a whole solution that's 100% custom made, great. But like you said, it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. But if I have a system that's 80% working, but that 20% isn't, maybe I make a system for that 20%. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So as you're working with clients, things are happening. You, you're getting the systems in place. They're seeing their data picture. What uh, what is the changes you see in the owners? What are some of the changes you see in the owners? Are they are they happier in their business? Do they feel like they want to go out and grow their business now? What are some of the things that you you see them happening once they see their business differently? There's a lot. It's kind of funny. The answer to that is depending on who the person is. You know, some people are like, oh my goodness, this is great. I now get to take some time off. Okay, that's one person. 
Another person says, oh my God, if I could do this with this, imagine what I could do with this. You know, and so again, it's the, that's why I love working with the owners because the owner is so different. It's like you can have two people exactly running the same business that the owners are different. So therefore running that business is going to be different because yeah. it's the owner, it, the owner's putting the uh, footprint on it. And some people want to be all hands on. And even though you say, look, we're going to run systems so you're hands off, what you're doing is you're hands off on the day to day. But now you're 100% hands-on in the direction where you're going with your company. And that excites many people because yeah. they're like, look at that. Yeah. Now I can now I can actually go out and navigate rather than maintain. Exactly. And trust me, you put in it, most business owners will say, I want to navigate. Yeah. Because there's something about a business owner. It's like, you know what? Give me that. You know, I don't want to sit still. I sitting still to me is going backwards. Yeah. So I need to go forward. So therefore, if I'm being dragged down because I'm doing all the day-to-day -day stuff and I can't keep up, I can't move forward. Therefore, I'm falling behind. You fix that part. Now they get to move forward and the creative side comes out and it's always, okay, Dennis, we, we're going here now. You're, you're with us, right? You're going to help us with this next level, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're, I can't even believe it. We've been here 40 minutes already. This is, this is great, man. So if, if, if you had, um, cause we're going to wind down, we're going to wind down. If you had one piece of advice, someone's thinking like, yeah, I want to take control of my business and, and yep, it starts with my data. What what do you think they should what do you think they should do? I think the first thing they should do once they realize, yeah, it's my data, you gotta ask yourself, are you the person to fix it or are you gonna have someone else fix it? If you're gonna have someone else fix it, you better know what they're doing. And I've seen that happen. I've come in where others have said, Hey, look, I had someone do this and they made a mess out of it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because you gotta know. What you're looking for. I don't care. I'll come, like I said, I'm the type of person that walks in and sees all those Lego pieces and says, okay, I don't need the picture. We'll figure it out. You know, and some people can't do that. Some people can't problem solve. And that's what it is, is problem solving. So people in my business, they better be good at what they're doing for problem solving because each issue is different. And you can't just put a template on every single one. And so usually I would say that if you know your data is an issue, find someone who at least you can know, okay, I can handle this with them. And, and they, can, they know that they can move forward with this person. Mm -hmm. Because what's worse is if you, it, it's really tough for a business owner to trust someone, okay? Especially they know the data's problem, or maybe they don't know the problem. They know something's up. But it, like I said, that's why I come in right away and I don't say, oh, it's your data. I ask these questions to people. Like I said, I come out with, tell me about this, this, this. Then I say, let me ask you some questions. And it's like five or six KPIs. I always start with, you know, your profit and loss. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I see it all the time. And I said, tell me your profit and loss. And right away they go like that. And then I just go through like four or five other ones and I see them not answering as quickly. And then I said, imagine if you knew this answer. Imagine how much more you can do with that 
And that's all I have to do. Instead of coming in saying, it's your data. No, I come in and say, I just want to know a little bit, but what are you struggling with? And then I ask these questions that might not even look like data, you know, like, you know, like I say, Hey, do you have like uh, multiple services or multiple things that generate revenue? And they say, yeah. I'm like, do you know which one works for you the best? And like, yeah, I think it's, I said, do you think, or do you know? You know, and I start with those things. It's not like, give me this data point. I just say that, but it is a data point. But I don't mm -hmm. see it in a one plus two equals three way. I do it in a conversational way. And then I say to them, look, you just, you do have a data issue. Mm -hmm. And then once, if, that, if, I, if they know that, that I can see that problem, then they're more willing to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to help you. I need your help. Yeah. Like, All right, we're going to come in. We're going to do it for you. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. Cause I've, I, you, you, I come in behind people that drop a template in there and say, Oh, you're going to be able to go on the beach and you're going to get this email. It's going to tell you how your business is running and you don't have to worry about it again. And, uh, and that with the wrong people putting that in and wrong data being used and a lot of other things that don't make sense. Uh, uh, it, it is a, it is a challenge. Yeah. It is a challenge for others to come in behind it. Well, Dennis, this has been awesome talking to you, man. So if someone wants to reach out because they want to take control of their business, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of me, then go to their web, my, my website, goals2results.com. Or if they just want to email me, it's dennis at goals2results.com. It's T-O, so G-O-A-L-S-T-O, results.com. And let's have a chat. Very good. So Dennis at goals2results.com. And man, it was awesome talking to you today, Dennis, about taking control of your business, talking about data, talking about systems, talking about how you put those pieces together to make that picture. So business owners and executives can make great businesses. Thanks for being here today, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, thanks. We had uh, Aiken Dio. Hey, thanks for being there, being there and listening. Man, if you want to see somebody that is motivational, helping kids, love your stuff, man. Keep it coming. We'll be back again later this week on the Faces of Business. Thanks so much, everyone. Dennis, hang out for a moment.